This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. It is hard to believe that this is the second last Saturday of 2021. A week from today, Christmas. Where has the year gone? It is literally flown by even amongst all the Wuhan virus bullshit and all the other nonsense, terrible inflation, crime, border. It's been a disastrous year starting January 20th. Don't get me started. But long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. It is your global five-star general alpha male-in-chief, Cigar Day front and center from Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa. And I should say I still have this lingering cough just from post-nasal drip. Had an upper respiratory infection about three weeks ago, lingering, not the Wuhan, but uh, just lingering. So every so often... If I do stop to cough, you will know why. You get that tickle in your throat. I will say this. Earlier this week, I made some homemade chicken soup, Jewish penicillin. Brought out the Instant Pot and put in all the ingredients, the vegetables, the chicken, uh, parsnip. That was from Cigar Sister Linda told me to put that in. In addition to carrots and celery and onions, she said, use some parsnip and some dill Really made a huge difference. Put in the chicken. I got the chicken breast with the rib meat. Stuck it in there like 20 minutes later. Boom, you release the steam. And then I put some noodles in there for about seven, eight minutes. Outstanding. And do you know that every time that I had the ate the chicken soup, I did not cough for like six hours. There is something in there that absolutely works. So when the show is complete today, I will. I still have some left, so I will have to hit the chicken soup. All right, the Cigar Dave Show is presented by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Trenta, commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence. The Gurkha Trenta is everything you'd expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. And by Davidoff of Geneva, introducing the new Avo Caribe. Experience the journey of flavor created by a synchronized blend from the Caribbean, accentuated with a touch of cigar tobaccos from Central America. Head to the land where palm trees sway to the breeze of the sea with the new Avo Caribe, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Well, we have some very good news. But to properly get in the mood, Sergeant Steve, hit it, please. The enemies of pleasure are on the attack. The assault is underway. They're after your cigars, sodas, snacks, coffee, meat, and the alpha male way of life. Stand by as the general has our marching orders. One of the absolute enemies of pleasure, enemies of cigars, Mitch Zealot Zeller. He is the director of the FDA Center for Tobacco Products. He has been in his current position since 2000, 
13, eight years. When I tell you, he is an absolute zealot. He is an enemy of pleasure. He despises the cigar industry despite all the information. The cigar industry has shown to Mitch Zealot Zeller that kids do not smoke cigars, that the average cigar connoisseur smokes one, maybe two cigars a week, that it is not addictive, that when enjoyed in moderation, which most every cigar connoisseur does, we don't see big health issues. Didn't matter to Mitch Zealot Zeller. He didn't care. He's one of these unelected bureaucrats that no matter what the administration, whether it was Democrat or Republican, he was going to do whatever he damn well pleased. Now, Zealot first began working with in the FDA in 1993 under then-Commissioner David Kessler. He became an associate commissioner at the FDA, then later director of the FDA's Office of Tobacco Programs, and he was appointed to serve as director, first director, of the Center of Tobacco Products. A correction. He was actually the second director of the Center for Tobacco Products, 2013. The first was when it uh, was launched in 2019. So about five years after its inception, Four years after its inception, Mitch Zealot Zeller rose to power, played a huge role in government and bureaucratic regulation and intervention of tobacco products, including cigars. And he is the man behind the movement to deem all tobacco products as falling somewhere uh as harmful. Now, even though cigarettes and cigars are night and day, and remember, when, the, when Congress first passed the Smoking Act, whenever it was, 2006, 2007, going way back, they only regulated cigarettes. But deep within that legislation lay the groundwork whereby the FDA commissioner could unilaterally deem other tobacco products to be as dangerous as cigarettes. Didn't take long. Under Obama, that's exactly what the FDA did. He has been one of the absolute enemies standing in the way of your right to enjoy cigars without undue and overzealous government regulation. He's the man that wanted these pre-market tobacco product applications, standard equivalence process, all sorts of other very expensive bureaucratic, bureaucratic hoops that the cigar manufacturers had to go through. Now, because the Center for Tobacco Products is not an independent agency, Zealot Zeller's replacement does not have to be confirmed by the Senate. Now, there is a new FDA commissioner that uh, has been appointed but has not been ratified by the Senate just yet. A gentleman by the name of Robert Califf, a cardiologist, served as FDA commissioner for close to a year towards the end of the Obama administration. Now, there is no question that the thousands of bureaucrats that work for the FDA Center of Tobacco Products despise cigars. They despise your right to enjoy a legal product. They want to put every hoop. Now, what's interesting is I have spoken to many cigar manufacturers and lobbyists 
lawyers that have spent hours and hours, hundreds of hours in front of Mitch Zealot Zeller and the Center for Tobacco Products, all the bureaucrats, they have shown that they have toured. I know for a fact they've toured cigar factories overseas. They toured the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory here in the Cigar City of Tampa. They have seen that it is a very different process to create a cigar than a cigarette. They know that cigar connoisseurs do not smoke cigars for nicotine. They know that cigar connoisseurs are not addicted to cigars because of nicotine. They know cigars are smoked for a completely different reason, for taste, for pleasure, for relaxation. You don't see people inhaling cigars. You don't see people running off an airplane and lighting up cigars. You don't see people huddled outside of buildings in snow, sleet, rain, torrential winds and downpours to smoke a cigar. Now, you see that for cigarette smokers, but you don't see that for cigar connoisseurs. Why? Because we do not smoke cigars for the nicotine. Cigarette smokers blatantly smoke cigarettes for the nicotine. They don't care about the taste. They want the nicotine, not cigar connoisseurs. Now, even though cigar manufacturers have spent millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of hours explaining and demonstrating and showing and presenting to the bureaucrats at the Center for Tobacco Products, it hasn't had a dent. They absolutely want to regulate cigars. Now, do I think that maybe they look now at cigars and say, eh, it's really not worth the time and effort? Yes. Are they going to do anything to change it? Probably not. Now, the cigar industry, the Cigar Rights of America, the Cigar Association of America, the, uh, the, the other cigar associations, they have filed suit against the FDA, saying that many of these laws are onerous, that they don't affect the cigar manufacturers, that you cannot talk about a cigarette and a cigar in the same connotation because cigars are made of one product. That's it. Natural cigar tobaccos. That's it. There's no additives. There's no chemicals. Do you know that who the largest purchaser and consumer of licorice in the United States is? It's not the candy industry, the confectionery industry. It's the cigarette industry. Licorice. Hundreds of other various components are blended into cigarettes. Not so with cigars. So good news that Mitch Zealot Zeller is out. The question is, who will replace him? We certainly will keep an eye on that. Now let's talk about the enemies of pleasure. Michael Gloomberg, the three-term, illegally elected three-term mayor of New York City, who ran as a Republican even though he is a blatant Democrat, liberal Democrat, he's the man that said, you're not going to have your big gulps. You can't get large-sized sugary drinks. That You can't have salt on the table. That we're going to put calories and we're going to put the breakdown of the menu and have it accessible to consumers, which I don't have a problem with. I want to be able to say how many calories, how many grams of sodium. I don't have a problem with that. Everybody can make their own decision. They have the right to decide whether they want to eat a particular item off the menu or not. Now, personally, 
I like the fact that there are calorie and fat content, sugar content, sodium content, because there are items that you'd look at and say, hey, yeah, that's, that looks pretty healthy. And then you see it's like 2,500 calories. I'll stay away from that. So I think that's good. But all these warnings about sugar and about sodium and every other nonsensical food item are ridiculous. Now, I guarantee you, you can put the nutritional composition and breakdown of various food, whether you go to a restaurant, whether it's going to get coffee. I mean, how many people do you think realize that in a Starbucks, you know, mocha frappuccino latte cappuccino, that there's like 800, 900 calories? You look at the menu board and you go, holy mackerel. Now, I just have regular coffee black, and I put my Zevia about three, four drops of Zevia in there, just to cut the bitterness. I don't want it to be sweet, just to cut the bitterness. In fact, I have some fresh coffee that has just been brewed for me. Let me take a sip. And by the way, we are very, very elegant here at Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha because I don't serve my coffee in a paper cup. Nope. You hear that? That is in China. There's a China cup and saucer. In fact, here, let me take, let me lift the cup off the saucer. Mmm. Ah, nice dark roast beans, hot. Mmm. Mmm. In fact, Pendragon's Royal Baron, my canine companion and security detail, is looking at me, jealous, saying, I think I want some of that coffee. Nope. No, Baron, you get water, no coffee for you. Let me take another sip. Mm. And you can hear me place it back on the saucer. Very elegant way to consume your coffee. But going back to warning labels and restrictions on various foods, my take is this. You will have a percentage of the population that will actually look and say, hey, I don't think I'm going to have that menu item. I do that all the time. There's something I want, and when I see the calories, especially at restaurants, I find, for example, the chicken soup that I made, there were no chemicals. I didn't have tons of sodium. I mean, I used to buy the Costco rotisserie chicken soup. Thick, delicious, loads of rotisserie chicken, loads of vegetables and carrots. Very tasty. When I looked at the nutritional breakdown and saw there's like 1,600 calorie, or 1,600 milligrams of sodium in a cup, I stopped buying it. I don't want that much salt. And then when I looked at all the other ingredients they put in there, go look at Campbell's Soup, Progresso. Look at all the chemicals and the additives and the sodium and the junk that's put in. I made mine. I, I had, let's see. A giant Instant Pot. I easily had when I was done, I'm telling you, two gallons. It was huge. I mean, I put uh, an entire, you know, four-pound chicken in there. I had probably a dozen carrots and a dozen celery sticks all chopped. I put loads of dill. And how much salt did I put? I took one teaspoon. That's it. One teaspoon. And the only reason I do that is so during, while it's cooking, you do get a little bit of flavor. But I have handed my chicken soup to friends, and they said, I need more salt. 
Not me. I like pepper. But let somebody make that decision. But what I have found is at most restaurants, they junk it up, whether it's some sort of item loaded with sauce or loaded with fat and butter, something that I want to have. All of a sudden, I look at the, the calorie count, and I'm like, no way. I'm not taking that. That's way too high. But I would tell you, maybe a quarter of the population considers that. They see it. The information is there. 75%, I will guarantee, ignore it. That's up to them. Just like it is up to me to say, I think I'm going to pass on that. Well, here we have in New York City, the city council voted this past Wednesday, 43 to 5, to require warning notices next to menu items and on signs that contain contain high amounts of added sugar. The bill goes to the mayor, Big Bird de Blasio. He's got, what, two weeks left? A little bit less than that. He most certainly will sign it. That legislation was first introduced into the New York City legislature or city council in 2019. Now, I don't have a problem with posting the nutritional content. No problem whatsoever under every menu item. Here's the sugar, here's the sodium. But to put warning labels on everything, I'm sorry, let people make up their minds. If an adult decides, no problem, I want the sugar, that's up to him or her. Personally, I pass on sugar. I find that if I eat carbs, sugar, boom, gain weight. I need more of the protein and fat, not the carbs, not the sugars. Trust me, I have, and I love sweets, love chocolate, love, there's a bakery here in the Cigar City called Wright's. Absolutely love their carrot cake, their chocolate cake. But if I have more than a little sliver, I am toast. Goes right from the lips to the hips, as they say. So I try to avoid it. But we need warning labels on everything. California is a perfect example. You go to get on an airplane, there's like five warning labels in the jetway. Warning, alcohol consumption by pregnant women can cause birth defects. Warning, some of the cleaning products used in this area have known to be, to be known carcinogens. Well, I'm not going to eat the Windex. I'm not going to drink the Windex or the Clorox. You use it on a table. You use it on glass. But warning labels on everything. You go to a hotel in California, in the lower right side of the mirror, warning label about the cleaning products. Warning label when you go into a parking garage that inhaling fumes excessively is, no, uh, is carcinogenic. Well, no kidding. But I'm not going to stick my nose up to the edge of a tailpipe. We have no modicum of common sense anymore. None. Zero. Now, let me tell you that today on the Cigar Dave Show, action-packed program for you. Now that we're doing our longer-form programs on Saturday, I have much to get to. So let me give you a couple of teases of what we will get to. World War II veteran celebrates his 105th birthday. We will talk about the new Omicron variant of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. We'll talk about vaccines. We'll talk about Pfizer's new miraculous 
Wuhan virus pill, and I'm using miraculous in air quotes here. If you could see me, I have both of my fingers on each hand, air quotes. We'll talk about the hidden gem, the little hidden secret that is being kept, that I've been talking about for a year and a half, that's being kept from Americans that would end this pandemic pronto. How do I know? Because we've seen countries that are using this therapeutic treatment. It involves, of course, ivermectin, zinc, hydroxychloroquine. But, of course, the big pharma, evil tech, libstream media, they all want to suppress it. And I'll tell you why they want to suppress it. And this one from... Beverly Hills, People's Republic of California. Oh my, Caitlyn Jenner goes into a, a restaurant. She's denied service. They have a dress code. How is she dressed? I'll tell you about it. As the Cigar Dave Show and yours truly, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cigars, spirits, things of this nature and that nature continue around the corner with the International Cigar and Libation Ceremony. Gurkha is known for creating the world's finest cigars. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Gurkha brand being launched in the United States, the blenders at Gurkha created the Gurkha Trenta. Celebrating and commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence, the Gurkha Trenta, everything you would expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. A nice medium, medium full-bodied cigar featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. A Nicaraguan Corojo 99 binder and the filler, Nicaraguan Corojo 99, Nicaraguan Criollo 98, created by the great blenders and growers at Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. And what you get is a signature cigar that has unique flavors, perfect spice, perfect amount of complexity on the palate, a cigar worthy of Gurkha's 30 years being available in the United States. Try the Gurkha Trenta today. You will enjoy the experience the overall characteristic that goes into blending this magnificent cigar, a beautiful Nicaraguan puro worthy of being called Gurkha Trenta. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. About uh, two, three weeks ago, I was down in South Florida and I visited amongst the many cigar manufacturers on my agenda. Perdomo Cigars saw Nick Perdomo, Arthur Kemper. Spent several hours with them. We talked about some of the issues they are confronting, talked about their crops and some of the blends they are working on. And as always, I said, all right, gentlemen, I ask you this every time I see you. What is still your number, what is your number one cigar? They both said, still, our Perdomo Champagne 10th anniversary. Why? Because it is a nice, creamy, mild to medium-bodied cigar. Ecuadorian wrapper, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, butterscotch-colored Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Cuban seed Nicaraguan binder, Cuban seed Nicaraguan filler, both the binder and filler grown on the Perdomo farms. And it comes in... I think about uh, eight different sizes, but I have pulled out the Churchill. 
Haven't had a Churchill in a while. Seven inches in length with a 54 ring gauge. Nice big cigar. Now, up until about, I would say, 15 years ago, the Churchill was amongst the number one, number two sizes. But we've seen the Toro that has really overtaken the Churchill. Why? Because you get a nice big ring gauge, a little bit shorter. People don't have as much time to enjoy a longer, larger cigar. But I like a Churchill. So I've pulled out the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne Churchill. Seven inches in length, 54 ring gauge. Suggested retail is $9. And I can tell you that as soon as they come in to the Perdomo Distribution Center in Miami, they go right out the door. In fact, Arthur Kepper and I, the vice president of Perdomo, went through the warehouse and he said, now on, this was like on a Friday, he said, now next Tuesday, these shells will be filled. We'll have a big shipment coming in. By Wednesday, Thursday, gone. It is amazing the demand now, not only for Perdomo, but for premium cigars in general. But this Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary, they use a nice, almost champagne golden colored cellophane, which is very unique, but very nice, very mild to medium, just very creamy, nice subtle notes of sweetness, nothing overly powerful, a very pleasant cigar you cannot go wrong with, and that's what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine in my right hand, flexing properly, nice and sharp, ready for maneuvers. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, I have the CD, the Cigar Dave 5-star. Five jet flames arranged in a pentagon formation. Nice translucent tank, built-in piercer on the bottom. Just feels good. Almost feels like the the handle of a Glock 17 or a Glock 19. Just a very nice solid lighter. Same black color as the Glock. Beautiful. Plenty of butane ready to go. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Now let me toast the foot of this beautiful Perdomo Champagne. And speaking of champagne, as well as sparkling wine, we will be conducting, I think this is now the, I think the 23rd year in a row we have done this, the Cigar Dave Happy New Year Champagne and Sparkling Wine Tasting Maneuver Edition. We will have Princess Debbie. We will have... Tommy D, Tommy Diadio, the Senior Vice President, Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement for the Corona Cigar Store and Lounges in Orlando and the Davidoff Store and Lounge in Tampa. We'll be sampling a nice variety, cornucopia of champagnes and sparkling wines so that when you go to purchase champagne and sparkling wine for New Year, you will have knowledge. You will know what to look for. You will know the terms. You will know the proper temperature to serve it, the proper stemware. And we will give you some five-star selections. So even if you know nothing, you'll have two or three selections you can always rely to. And I always tell people, especially for you alphas out there, you alpha males, 
If you have your harem, that's going to come and pay a visit. Your harem of one, your harem of 20, your harem of 30, your guma, your mistress, one of your wives, especially if you live in Utah, coming over to visit. You should always have champagne or sparkling wine, several bottles in your refrigerator ready to go. Dames love sparkling wine and champagne. They love Prosecco. They love sparkling wine. They love champagne. You don't need to buy full bottles. You can buy the little splits. Very, very nice way to get things off with your harem, with your dames. Women love it. And what's interesting is champagne and sparkling wine is no longer just for New Year's, even though I think 70% of the sales are in about a one-week period. Many restaurants now offer splits of champagne, sparkling wine, Prosecco. Very nice accompaniment to your meal. Dames love it. Trust me on this. And I'll give you a few what we call panty droppers. Nothing sinister, nothing forced, nothing violent. But dames will be saying, oh, this tastes so good. And be in your company. Please take me. I am yours. Mark my words. Take it to the bank. All right, let me puff and rotate now that I've properly toasted this beautiful cigar. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice notes of sweetness, almost a subtle honey-like note to it. Very creamy on this Perdomo 10th Anniversary Champagne. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, very nice. Mm. Let me blow on the foot of the cigar. Perfect even amber glow on this Churchill, seven inches in length. 54 ring gauge or 54, 64, 7-inch in diameter. And I will tell you that this cigar, taking my time, maybe one puff a minute, this is easily a good hour and 15, hour and 20-minute cigar. The mistake that many connoisseurs make, especially neophytes, they think they have to be in a rush, that it's a sprint to finish the cigar. No. It is a long marathon in which you will enjoy. You will savor the taste, savor the aroma, savor the experience, savor the time that you have with the cigar and with friends, family, acquaintances. Mm. Now, I need an appropriate spirit, the proper accoutrement for this Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne, and I have selected it. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I want, uh, I don't want bourbon today, don't want whiskey, don't want beer, not in the mood for wine. I'll tell you what I'm in the mood for, is some gin. I don't want tonic in there. I'm just gonna put some gin and just a splash of branch or water. But I've selected from Southern Tier Distilling, Lakewood, New York. Right next to it, there is Southern Tier Brewing. They make fantastic beers. But a very nice gin. It's a vapor-infused dry gin. And let me go ahead and pour that into my snifter here, and then I'll tell you the tasting notes. But it is 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. Okay, put that back, because I put that in just a smaller bottle. Wow, nice notes of fresh orange, fruity, almost a little bit of spice. 
let me say cheers. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Definite notes of juniper on the palate, some pine, coriander. Now, they also use in the botanicals some angelica root, grains of paradise, cardamom, anise. I'm not a big anise fan, but it's subtle. They also make a canned craft cocktail gin and tonic. So if you are in the mood for a gin and tonic and you don't want to mix it, you're traveling or let's say you've got people coming over, you buy it in the can, simple. Put some rocks, bing, you're good to go. And we're seeing more of the spirit companies that are doing that, that are actually creating some very unique canned cocktails. For example, in addition to the gin and tonic from Southern Tier Distilling, they have a vodka madras. Vodka with orange, cranberry, cardamom, chamomile, lime flavors. They've got a bourbon smash. Bourbon whiskey with natural ginger, mint, lemon flavors. So we're starting to see more of that. Now, I think the seltzer phase, that's the hard seltzer, that's on the wane. But I think these craft cocktails are here to stay, no doubt about it. Let me take another sip. Mmm. Mmm. Tell you, straight up gin. A lot of people shy away from it. Not me. I'll take a puff of my Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary. <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm. Outstanding. Great combination. When we return on this edition of the Cigar Dave Show, we will get into the Wuhan virus. I've never shied away from what is going on. I have been at the forefront of saying what treatments have been working. Forget evil tech. Forget the censorship of the Libstream media, of phony Fauci, of Big Pharma. Some very interesting developments that I will share with you as the Cigar Dave show continues. Avo Cigars has just launched the newest addition to the Avo Synchro series entitled the Avo Synchro Caribe. Fourth line in the Avo Synchro series, it is centered around the concept of tobacco synchronization. They incorporate the diversity, complexity, and compatibility of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean and Central America to create a natural harmony, a Caribbean soul, a very dynamic cigar. It uses natural distribution. What does that mean? The proportions of the cigar tobaccos on any given plant perfectly matched in the blending process. So what you get is a Dominican wrapper. You get filler tobaccos from Nicaragua, a binder from Ecuador that are matched absolutely perfectly. The taste, a lively, dynamic, harmonious flavor profile of Caribbean flavors, aromatic spices, some complex cocoa, a beautiful medium-bodied cigar with subtle sweetness resembling tropical fruits. The flavors, rhythm, and lifestyle of the tropics are encapsulated in the new Avo Synchro Caribe, available now at your cigar retailer or DavidoffGeneva.com. I present Frankie Sumatra and the Cigar Dave Happy Singers. Humidors. Happy humidors. 
While the general keeps clipping happy humidors to you. Yo, you girls are singing the wrong lyrics there. It's the humidor season and cigar day is coming round. Bundles of sticks that he's got by the pound. And when the general passes them round, we're gonna light them up and burn them down. It's the humidor season and a cigar day for looking resplendent is gonna bring a stick to every lieutenant. He's the smoking superintendent, so light him up and burn him down. He sips the best cognac, drives Cadillacs. He stands up when the flag unfurls. He smokes the finest sticks, dates the hottest chicks, the ones we call the harem girls. It's the humidor season. The holiday season. So hoop de doop and dickery date. And don't forget to puff and rotate. When we get together and all I date, we're gonna light them up and burn them down. Got a girl so stacked you'd have a heart attack. She never makes him beg or plead. She ain't no stinking hick. She's a classy chick known for generosity. It's the humidor season. It's now you chicks are starting to tick me off. Great date and don't forget to puff and rotate when we get together and all I date. We're gonna light 'em up, baby. Happy humidors. No, happy humidors. That's that's it's not right. Happy humidors to you. Happy humidor. It's humidor. It's humidor. Happy humidor. Come on, please. That's it. That's it. You chicks aren't getting paid. No Christmas bonus for you. Frankie Sumatra and the Cigar Dave Singers. Actually, that was written by Mike Flounder Daly, a uh, longtime producer here at the Cigar Dave Show many years ago, and that was orchestrated, sung by the great Eric Chase, one of the most creative people in the broadcasting business, and uh, still a classic. In fact, if Casey Kasem were around, it would be on one of his top ten holiday charts. No question about it. Now let's talk about the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. What have we heard the last several weeks? The Omicron variant. And by the way, do you know why they call it the Omicron variant? Why they skipped several other uh, Greek letters? Greek, uh, 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 what was it? Alpha, uh, you know, like you have Alpha, Bravo, uh, new mu, all these different Greek Greek connotations. Well, they didn't want to do X because it was XI. Well, what's the name of the president or the I shouldn't say the dictator of the People's Republic of China, Red China, Communist China, Xi Jinping? How is she spelled XI? Isn't it convenient that the World Health Organization? miraculously skips because they didn't want to offend anybody. 
The entire virus should be called the Xi Jinping Communist Party Wuhan virus, as far as I'm concerned. This is China's fault. Now there's data coming out saying that the Chinese military may have actually released this as a test going back at the military athletic games back in September of 2019. We know this is an absolute fabricated virus. They took a bat virus that in probably a million years would have never affected humans, and instead they manipulated it in the lab to create a contagious, very dangerous virus. And when you look at all the characters involved, starting from phony Fauci to Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina, who was involved in gain-of-function research, to Peter Daszak in New York at the Global Health Initiative. They've all admitted. I mean, there is video of Daszak saying, yes, we're actually going out and taking it and trying to make these viruses dangerous so that we can create a vaccine for it. Why would you do that? And now there's, there's video, and I'll have that for you, not next week because we'll have our... Happy New Year, Champagne and Sparkling Wine Show. But after the first of the year, there is now video and audio that has come out saying how they have actually, they predicted, uh, this is at Johns Hopkins. This is going back like five years ago. They created a scenario where they would have a virus and it would be a worldwide pandemic. And the similarities to what took place the past two years are remarkable, if not unbelievable. It is not coincidental. But what we've heard about the Omicron virus, before we even had any information, there's a new variant. Never once did they say, well, is this variant more dangerous? Is this variant more contagious? Does it cause more hospitalization? Immediately, everybody shut borders before we knew anything of what took place. Well, now we're what, about three, four weeks after the initial discovery of the Omicron variant, and we are finding that it is 70 times more contagious, yet it is far less virulent than the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus Delta variant. And we're finding now that it doesn't, the transmissibility doesn't go into the lungs. It's mostly in nasal, in the throat, and the nasal passages, similar to an upper respiratory infection. Now we've heard, well, the vaccine, you got to get vaxxed. The vaccine is, is effective against it. And then I just read yesterday articles saying that the vaccine is not effective against it. And everybody's saying from brainless Biden to phony Fauci, Get vaxxed. Take boosters. Take boosters every day. Take a booster once an hour for the next for the next 25 years. But not so fast, my friends. Now we're finding, after these vi- after these vaccines have been available now for over a year, we're finding some various issues with them. First, the CDC yesterday discouraged anybody from taking a correction, two days ago, from taking the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because it causes blood clots. They're saying that it causes a higher degree of blood clots. Now, I find what's interesting is if you look over in Europe, 
soccer played over in Europe. And these soccer players aren't great. They're running back and forth nonstop. It's not like hockey where you have a one-minute shift or football where, yeah, you, you sprint, you go in action, and then you, you don't do anything for 45, 50 seconds. They are running continuously. Over the last number of months, we've seen multiple soccer players clutch for their heart, drop to their knees during soccer matches, and we've never seen that before. We've never seen that happen. What's the commonality? Why are we seeing this in Europe? All the teams require vaccinations. We've seen some basketball players, college basketball players. There's one in Utah, I believe, who has had to terminate his season because he had a terrible reaction to the virus and I think had myocarditis, had other cardiovascular complications from the vaccine. Now, I'm not anti-vax. I believe in vaccines. We've got vaccines that have worked tremendously well. Look at polio, the polio vaccine, smallpox vaccine. We've seen vaccines that have changed the world. They've also been highly tested. And these mRNA vaccinations, vaccines as we are now finding out, are causing different types of side effects. But they're being swept under the rug. Now, I took both Pfizer vaccines. I did have reaction to the second vaccine for a number of months. Am I going to take the booster? No. So what am I doing in the interim? Well, I'm taking quercetin and zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D3, I have a standby supply of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and azithromycin ready to go. Now you say, well, what is this prophylactic that you are taking? Why are you taking, what's quercetin anyway? <clears throat> it is a natural product that is in foods, in nature, but when combined with zinc, and this is very important, zinc is a known viral killer. It is an antiviral. Zinc is the second largest element in the human body. We know that it is a natural antiviral. So if you take excess zinc, that would be a good thing. And it is. The problem is zinc in and of itself cannot penetrate the human cell wall. There is a barrier, a lipid barrier, a fat barrier. Zinc can't penetrate it. It needs what's called a zinc ionophore, something to open up the cell pathway, to open it up like a door to the cell. Well, what is hydroxychloroquine? That is a zinc ionophore. Quercetin, natural product, also a zinc ionophore. So if you think of, about hydroxychloroquine or quercetin as the gun, and zinc is the bullet, you need a gun to shoot it into the cell. That's exactly the action of quercetin or hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Hydroxychloroquine isn't as readily available. Quercetin is. I take a combination quercetin, zinc two capsules every day. Why vitamin C? We found that is also, or the scientists, the physicians have found, not only is vitamin C good for your immune system, it is also a zinc ionophore. Why vitamin D3? Vitamin D, very important. You always hear people saying, go out, spend 10 minutes in the sun, get some vitamin D. Vitamin D is very, very important. It's a crucial vitamin that our body needs. Yet most people around the world are vitamin deficient. Therefore, 
5,000 IU of vitamin D3 daily. Keeps your immune system in check. It's uh, just it's what they found on all the research that almost 100% close to everyone that has been admitted to the ICU with the Wuhan virus showed extremely low levels and deficient levels of vitamin D. Vitamin D3, easy, over-the-counter. Vitamin C, over-the-counter. Quercetin, zinc, Amazon, health food shops, over-the-counter. Hydroxychloroquine, not over-the-counter. Azithromycin, not over-the-counter. Ivermectin, not over-the-counter. And hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, both drugs that have been around for 45-plus years, excellent efficacy, excellent safety, are all being trashed by phony Fauci, by many in the medical profession, because many physicians, and I don't say this to be a wise-ass, I don't say this callously, many physicians do not and are not aware of the science behind ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. All they know is what they hear from evil tech, from the libstream media, and from phony Fauci. And I can't tell you the number of physicians that I know, that I'm friendly with, that have said, oh, no, 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 it's terrible. Our hospital won't let us. It's bad. Fauci says it's CDC. And I ask them, have you ever been given a guidance, any treatment guidance or recommendations for how to treat the Wuhan virus? And they all stop and say nothing. I said, did the CDC come out with guidance? Did the FDA? Did phony Fauci? I said, every hospital, every physician is essentially left to figure it out for themselves. But we now have over a year and a half, almost a year and three quarters of research on what works and what doesn't. Yet the medical profession, by and large, not everyone, because I do know many physicians that have said, I'm not buying into this bullshit that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, along with zinc. It does. And when phony Fauci says, we don't have the studies, bullshit. They're all over the NIH website. Study after study after study. And I'll give you real-world examples. But let's talk about the Omicron variant. Yesterday, or correction, two days ago, Associated Press article headline, Omicron is dominant in wastewater samples in Florida County. And what many universities, what many health departments, what... uh, Uh, many government agencies have been doing is monitoring wastewater because it's expelled from the body, the the virus. They're seeing traces of it. I know Syracuse University, where I'm an alum, they had an article in one of the alumni publications stating how they monitor every single dormitory. They're able to monitor the levels of the Wuhan virus showing up in wastewater. And they have been able to identify and target various dorms that have a higher percentage of the virus. Pretty smart as far as I'm concerned. Well, Orange County, which is essentially Orlando, Florida, wastewater samples show the new Omicron variant, now the dominant strain of Wuhan in the Florida County, home to the nation's largest theme park resorts. A sampling that was taken this week showed Omicron represented almost 100% of the strains in the samples from wastewater facilities. 
But it's a different story when it comes to people seeking treatment for the Wuhan virus. Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings, he's married to the uh, enemy of America, taxocrat Val Demings, who is running for Florida Senator against Marco Rubio. Hashtag no chance. Here's what he said. Those who are hospitalized are being primarily infected by the Delta variant. So here we have the Omicron variant is the number one, almost 100% of the strains in samples from wastewater in Orlando and Orange County, Florida, Omicron. But most of the people being admitted to the hospital, Delta. What does that tell you? Now, you don't need to be Albert Einstein or a scientist to figure this out. It means that more people getting infected with Omicron, but it is less virulent. People aren't seeking hospital admissions. Many people may have it, not even realize it thinking, ah, it's allergies or something else, that is a good thing. Maybe the virus now has mutated itself to be able to survive to a far weaker form. That is exactly what we want. And in fact, if you look at many viruses, coronaviruses, they do mutate on their own because the worst thing to happen is a virus gets whacked out and is extinct. No, a virus wants to survive. Survival of the fittest. So what happens? It changes to a variant in which it is maybe more susceptible to spreading, but it is less virulent. Thus, it can remain alive. Again, I'm not a PhD. I'm not an MD. I don't play one on radio or on the Internet. But what we as alpha males and as alphas in general have the ability to interpret data and information and use common sense in determining whether or not there is an existential threat, as the Democrats always love to use. Have you ever noticed everything's an existential threat? The tornadoes that ripped through the Midwest caused by global warming, climate change, it's an existential threat. Hurricanes, existential threat because of climate change. I was reading an article this week that showed that we had more landfall hurricanes in the early 1900s than we've had since the 1950s. Figure that one out. Again, man-made global warming, please. Like I tell everyone, Barack Obama, Mr. The Seas Are Rising, that we've got climate change that is contributing to the polar ice caps melting and everything is rising. If you live in a coastal city, you'll be underwater. Yet, he plops down $13 million for a Martha's Vineyard estate on the water at sea level. Now, do you really think if climate change was true, Barack Obama would drop $13 million on an estate at sea level on the water? We all know the answer to that. It's all fabricated nonsense. The only existential threat we have to this country is the blatant lies and, and, and fraud that is being perpetuated by the Democrats on Americans with climate change, with preventing therapeutics, known therapeutics that are working, that have worked around the world and here in the United States to treat the Wuhan virus. So now Omicron, 
And everybody panicked. Omicron, Omicron, oh my God, Omicron. And of course, Biden pronounces it as Omicron. It's Omicron, O-M-I-C-R-O-N. The Omicron variant. So let's go back here and say for a second, people say, well, you need to get vaccinated. Well, we know that the vaccine, the efficacy is about three to four months, not very long. Now, I'm not one that's going to say, great, let me take one of these mRNA shots, vaccines, every three, four months. No, thank you. In fact, the physician who actually discovered mRNA technology and vaccines, he has stated they shouldn't be giving this shot every three, four months. No way. And not everybody should get it. Children, 5 to 13, 5 to 18, forget it. No chance. And we're seeing some side effects. This is an interesting story. Now, Tony Fauci will tell you, well, this is only anecdotal evidence. We don't have, we don't have real proof. We don't have multiple double-blind, triple-blind tests and, and quadruple-blind studies that have examined things. Well, this is Lionsgate Hospital, North Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, eh? Thirteen babies were born, stillborn, at the hospital in a period of 24 hours. All the mothers had received the Wuhan virus vaccine. Now, here's what's interesting. You say, well, could, that could happen. Sure, okay, well, 13. No, it doesn't happen. In a typical month, all these statistics the hospitals maintain, the government maintains. In a typical month, there is one still, there may be one, sometimes there's none, one stillborn baby at the hospital. So now if you have 13 in 24 hours, don't you think that's a little bit unusual? I certainly do. Don't you think it's unusual when you see women now that are not having their periods, there's, they're undergoing menstrual changes? Don't you think it's a little odd when you're seeing soccer players while they're playing in the heat of physical battle, dropping and, and clutching their heart and have to be taken to the taken off in an ambulance, taken to the hospital. I'm not anti-vaccine. But now that we are a year into the vaccines, we are learning far more today than what we knew a year ago. We're learning, we know far more today than we knew three months ago or six months ago. Yet everyone says, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. These are the same Democrats that when President Trump said, hey, we've got our Operation Warp Speed, we're going to get these vaccines out, get them created. We're not going to make it mandatory, but if you want to take a vaccine, you may. These were the same people that said, I don't trust Trump. I don't trust any department, any federal government department under Trump to, to, to take this vaccine. I mean, Cuomo said it. Kamala Harris said it. Brainless Biden said it. All the Democrats, oh, because Trump, nope, well, I don't trust it. Now they're telling everybody, take the vaccine. And now over the last week, we've heard news reports that Pfizer has their new miracle Wuhan virus pill. They're stating that the pill's results are, are in the potency. It works against Omicron. It works against the Wuhan virus that Phase two and phase three trials, and by the way, they didn't do a separate phase two and phase three. They combined a phase two and phase three trial together with 750 patients. That is it. That's how long they've tested, how much they've tested their new miraculous drug. 
They're saying that their new drug is effective against Omicron and it kills the key protein that Omicron uses to reproduce itself. Now, what is this big new drug that is being touted by Pfizer that has been working on it for the last year or so? It is a protease inhibitor. What is a protease inhibitor? How does that work? Basically, when you look at the virus, the Wuhan virus, there are RNA strands that separate, that replicate. What a protease inhibitor does is essentially whack that, and I'm being simplified here, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it, I'm not going into a full scientific discussion. But essentially, it breaks the strands, it kills the strands from reproducing. Now, there is another drug that does the exact same thing. Would you like to know the name of that drug? Of course you would. Ivermectin. Yet, what have we heard the last year and a half? Ivermectin is dangerous. It's a drug that's used for river blindness. It's, there's no efficacy against the Wuhan virus. There's no proof. We don't have any studies. Fauci, Libstream Media, the evil tech... Big Pharma have all been in the same giant bucket dissing ivermectin. Yet they're touting this brand new drug from Pfizer saying that this is going to be a miracle drug that it keeps 85% or 86% of people out of the hospital if given within the first five to six days. Ivermectin is in the exact same category. Now, Merck has a similar pill but it only reduced hospitalizations and deaths 30%. Yet, it looks like it may very well get emergency use authorization. But I always say, why is it that Big Pharma has been railroading, along with Fauci and the Libstream media and Evil Tech, why have they been railroading, why have they been fighting the fact that hydroxychloroquine, that zinc, that ivermectin have been effective? The data shows it from around the world, India, Africa, countries around the world that are using it, even here in the United States, doctors that are prescribing it where they can, where they're able, it is working. I'll tell you why. Merck's miraculous new drug that has a whopping 30% efficacy rate to keep people out of the hospital and, 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 and uh, death, which isn't that great, 30%, $705 price. And the U.S. government has already signed a contract to purchase $1.5 billion of Merck's miracle drug should they get emergency use authorization. Now let's look at Pfizer. Pfizer's miracle drug, what will that cost you? $755. Or it may cost the government or your insurance company. $755. The federal government in April signed a contract with Pfizer that upon emergency use authorization approval, they will purchase five billion, with a B, five billion, as Bernard Sanders would say, five billion dollars worth of this new Pfizer medication. Five billion dollars. Pfizer is becoming billionaires and trillionaires and zillionaires with the vaccine and these drugs, $5 billion. 
Now, I've got to think for a second, okay, $755 for 15 pills to be taken over five days. Merck, $705? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That seems to be pretty expensive. Oh, by the way, the Pfizer drug is called Paxlovid. Paxlovid. They probably spent several million dollars to come up with that cockamamie name. Paxlovid. Well, Paxlovid, $755, that does exactly what ivermectin does, protease inhibitor. But there's one difference. Ivermectin is available as a generic. It's cheap. Most every insurance company, health insurance company, will pick up the tab because it's a generic drug. When I went to pick mine up at the pharmacy, they said, okay, your hydroxychloroquine, your azithromycin, generic, and your ivermectin, zero copay. I said, let me ask you a question. If I were paying a cash price, how much would I pay? And uh, one of them said, this was at one of the pharmacies, said, well, this particular one, I think it was azithromycin, I think they said, actually, that one is free. We even just give that away. And they said the hydroxychloroquine would have been like uh, 10 bucks, and the ivermectin would have been, I think, 20 bucks. But wait, as Ron Popeil would say, there's more. Right now, if you go to India, India has been giving out to all their residents, all their citizens, their inhabitants, what's called a Zaverdo kit containing zinc, doxycycline, which is similar to azithromycin, and ivermectin, a one-week treatment. And how much is the cost on that? A whopping $2.80. So let me get this straight. In India, they're handing out to every resident a Zaverto kit that has zinc, doxycycline, ivermectin. Now, ivermectin works because it's a protease inhibitor. It essentially whacks the strand of the virus if given within the first five days. Zinc is an antiviral. Now, we also know that if you add hydroxychloroquine, that allows the zinc to be even more effective. Now, why doxycycline or azithromycin? Because essentially think of it as a flak jacket around the lungs. You don't want any bacterial infection. You don't want a viral infection to invade the lungs and become a bacterial infection like a pneumonia and reduce lung capacity. Three or four prong treatment. And also, don't forget to add vitamin C, vitamin D3. $2.80. Yet, we've got the Libstream Media. We've got phony Fauci. We've got evil tech. And we've got much of the medical profession saying, Oh, stay away from that. Ivermectin isn't proven. Loads of studies. Go to the NIH website. Loads of studies, all available. But why are they so against it, those groups? I'll tell you why. Let's look at Libstream Media. Take a look at who advertises on their evening news and on their Sunday morning shows. Big Pharma. Do you think the Libstream Media wants to alienate Big Pharma? That's all you see are ads for pharmaceutical products. And they don't buy 30 seconds. Because of the warnings they have to attach, they buy like 90-second or two-minute commercials. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Why else is Big Pharma against this? Cha-ching. Follow the money. 
Again, in India, you get these Zaverdo kits. Zinc, doxycycline, ivermectin, $2.80. $755 for Paxlovid. $755. Next year, Pfizer is anticipated that they're going to sell, I think, 25 or $30 billion worth of the Wuhan virus vaccine. Best thing that ever happened to Moderna and to Pfizer is the Wuhan virus. Do you think for a second that Pfizer or Moderna want this to go away? Do you think Pfizer's CEO, Albert Borla, wants this to go away? Hell no. Are you kidding? He's paid on bonus. He's paid on, on stock price. He's paid. I, I guarantee you he's going to be raking it in this year and next year. And he'll tell you, oh, no, we want to get, we, we, we want to get rid of all this. No, they want to keep selling the vaccine. They want to keep selling the therapeutic. And the vaccine is a giant cash cow. But let's take a look at real-world scenarios. Now, let's look right now. I'm looking at the COVID rates. If you go to Google and do a search for COVID rates, you will see that they have a statistics page that come up. And you can look by new cases, you can look at deaths, you can look at country by region, by state, all time in the last two weeks, 30 days. You can slice it and dice it any way you would like. Well, let's take a look at the United States. Now remember, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D3, azithromycin, not the standard of care that is encouraged by big pharma, by the CDC, by the FDA, by phony Fauci, even by the majority of medical professionals. Why? Because they're ignorant. Most physicians do not have the time, after seeing 40, 50 patients in a day, to go home and research ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. I do the research. I'm not seeing 50 patients a day. And as alphas, we are intelligent enough to be able to find the research, extrapolate the research, and come to a conclusion. Now let's look at numbers. What do we always hear from phony Fauci? We have to follow the science. If we don't follow the science, you, if, you are, if you are criticizing me, you are criticizing science because I am the science. Talk about a bit of an ego. Phony Fauci. Now, this is as of December 16th, yesterday. In the United States, 146,195 new cases. Seven-day average, 123,485. So let's just round it. New cases, 146,000 in the United States. Seven-day average of 124,000. That's the United States. Now, the United States population is roughly a quarter of India. India is, I think, 1.4 billion people. The United States is about 330 million. So we are roughly a quarter. Let's look at India. Now, you would think India, big country, 1.4 billion. Their cases, if we've got 146,000 new cases and 123,000 case average, seven-day average in the U.S., man, they're probably a half a million New cases and a seven-day average, at least 450,000. That would be what you would extrapolate. You would be incorrect. As of yesterday, the number of new cases, all regions of India, 1.4 billion people, 
7,500 new cases, seven-day average, 7,300. Let me repeat, the United States, new cases yesterday, 146,000, seven-day average, 124,000. India, four times the population, 7,400 new cases, 7,300 seven-day average. And there, if you look at the number of cases, when it peaked in mid-May, it has flatlined ever since. It is non-existent in India. And if you want to look at deaths, deaths, India, 1.4 billion people, 391 deaths, 341 seven-day average. United States, let's take a look at the deaths. We have 146,000 new cases, seven-day average 123,000. So how many deaths are we talking about in the United States? 1,157 deaths yesterday, 1,300 seven-day average. Four times the amount of deaths than in India. India has 7,000 cases, new cases. In the United States, 146,000. Now figure that out for a second, 146,000. They have, we in the United States, have 21 times the number of cases, and we have a quarter of the population. So what is the variable? What's different about India compared to the United States? I'll tell you what's different. India, since mid-May, has used ivermectin, zinc, doxycycline to treat the Wuhan virus early. They have contact tracers. They have a number you call if there is, they give everybody in, in, their, in the largest province, which is I think 280 million, almost the size of the United States, every family gets the Wuhan virus kit, including the Zaverto kit, which is the zinc, the doxycycline, the ivermectin. They also get one for each family. They get a thermometer and a pulse oximeter. If you have symptoms, take your temperature. Check your, check your, your, your oxygen level. And if you have symptoms, you call a number. They send a, a team over immediately. They give you a rapid test. If you have it, boom, you're positive. You start taking the Zaverto kit, the zinc, the doxycycline, the ivermectin. And guess what? It's worked. It's worked. And what's interesting is that when they started in India back in May with this treatment, and by the way, the World Health Organization knew exactly how this was treated. But they had a media blackout saying, you can't really talk about ivermectin. But once the numbers came out, in August of this year, MSN reported that and acknowledged that ivermectin was contained in the kits that they were giving to their Indian citizens, along with doxycycline and zinc, and that it worked. And here's an interesting factoid. Uttar Pradesh, which is a huge Indian province, like a giant state, the vaccination rate as of August was 5%. Another similar sized area in India, Kerala, their vaccination rate was 20%. Uttar Pradesh, back in August, August 25th, had 22 new Wuhan virus cases. Kerala, with Four times the amount of vaccinated people, 30 
2,000 cases in one day. So it doesn't take much to deduce. Common sense would tell you that what was in that treatment kit, ivermectin, zinc, doxycycline, works. Another example, Brazil. The Brazilian city of Itajai has offered ivermectin as a prophylaxis, meaning they give it to you before you need it, before you have the virus. 0.2 milligrams per day per kilogram of body weight, two days every two weeks. Now, it really should be given every week. But nonetheless, they gave it to its 220,000 inhabitants, and they meticulously tracked the results. What they found was that Wuhan virus hospitalization mortality rates by putting their people on a prophylactic dose of ivermectin were cut in half. In half. I'm looking at it right here. Here's the paper. In half. That's not coincidental. That's not accidental. Yet what do we hear from phony Fauci? from Big Pharma, from many physicians. Oh, I can't dispense that. That's dangerous. That's We don't have the scientific evidence. We don't. It's all anecdotal. Bullshit. The numbers speak for themselves. Let me give you one additional little nugget. In the continent of Africa, there are 23 countries that dispense ivermectin prophylactically against the parasite that causes river blindness. Now, that was a huge problem in the African continent until ivermectin was discovered, what, 40, 45 years ago. In fact, the, the two gentlemen that actually discovered it, the two biologists or physicians that created and discovered ivermectin were given Nobel Prizes. So when I hear people say, oh, ivermectin is dangerous, we don't know the long-term effects, baloney. Oh, it's not, it's, we don't have, it's not approved for using in the Wuhan virus. There are so many drugs, including ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, that are used for off-label purposes, not for the intended and original use. But along the way, they discovered, hey, hydroxychloroquine works. People that have MS have been given, or, or anti-immune, autoimmune diseases are given hydroxychloroquine. It works. Off-label use. The 23 countries in which ivermectin is dispensed prophylactically against the parasite to prevent river blindness, their rates have flatlined all along. The 21 countries in Africa whereby they do not dispense ivermectin, they have seen rapid spikes like we have in the United States and other parts of the world. Let me give you an example of two countries, Egypt and Sudan. Egypt located northeastern part of Africa, Sudan located right below it. Egypt is a larger country. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that it's about 25% larger in population than Sudan. But let's look at the numbers, okay? Egypt, new cases yesterday. 901 cases, seven-day average of 852. Egypt does not dispense ivermectin prophylactically. Now let's move Sudan. 
Again, remember, Egypt yesterday, 901 new cases, seven-day average of 852. Let's look at Sudan. They prescribe ivermectin prophylactically. How many new cases yesterday? Sergeant Steve, I am going to give you, do you remember the old, uh, uh, not the old one on the prices, right? They had the higher, lower game where Bob Barker would, you know, there would be a price of, a, of, an, ob, of, a, of an item and the person would start out and say $500. He'd say higher, 530, lower, 520, higher. Remember that game? Yes. Okay. So let's play the higher, lower game. Now, remember, Egypt, 901 new cases yesterday, 852 seven-day average. So let's just look at the number of new cases. I will let you predict. So, Sergeant Steve, I won't have a clock assigned to this. And if it's too low, I'll tell you, it's, I'll give you the higher, lower sign. So throw out your first, first number. Go ahead. 1,200. Lower. Thousand, lower. Six hundred, lower. Three hundred, lower. One fifty, lower. Seventy-five, lower. Forty, lower. Fifteen, lower. Eight, lower. Two, lower. One, lower. None. Correct. None. Ding, 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 ding. You win the prize. You're going to the Prices Right Showcase Showdown. Zero new cases, seven-day average, 101. Now, even when they did have a spike in December of 2020, and that's when the world was undergoing a huge spike, 209 new cases, December 1st, seven-day average of 229. By comparison, when you look at Egypt during that time, right around December, the number of cases they had, 1119. Again, zero new cases yesterday in Sudan. Now, both countries relatively similar in nature. They're both not overly wealthy countries. They both are geographically located. I mean, close proximity. I mean, they abut each other. Both on the African continent. What's the difference? Ivermectin distributed prophylactically. We see it, we know it, yet the United States, amongst the worst numbers in the world for cases, for mortality. I didn't look at, uh, at Sudan's mortality. Let me t take a look at that real quickly here. <clears throat> Again, you can look at this at Google. Oh, zero deaths yesterday, seven-day average of seven. Now, by the way, when they did spike back uh, last December, what did I say? They had whatever it was, 300 cases. How many deaths? They had 40 deaths over a seven-day average. That was it, 40. Again, the numbers don't lie. As phony Fauci says, we must follow the science. If you don't follow the science, you are ignoring very important data and information. Well, phony Fauci is ignoring the blatant science that is right in front of him. Now, phony Fauci's not a stupid guy. He is a nasty son of a bitch. I know that from people I've spoken to that have worked with Fauci that have said he's a vindictive little prick. He's a Napoleon type. He's been there for, what, 45, 50 years, something along those lines. He distributes over a billion dollars a year in grants. Do you think any other scientist or any 
researcher receiving grant money or even pharmaceutical company receiving grant money is going to dispute, go against Fauci's findings? Not a chance. This is why Fauci should have been fired. He has way too much power. They should absolutely separate the functions of those people who are in charge of disease response and those that hand out and dole out research dollars. There should be a Chinese wall, a Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus wall between the two. Pardon the pun. Follow the science. We hear that all the time. Great. We're following the science. And what happens when we follow the science? Miraculously, the number of CCP Wuhan virus cases and deaths plummet. Plummet. The pandemic would be over if every American was given a prophylactic dose of ivermectin and every American family or citizen or resident was given a, a, a kit similar to what they're handing out in India, the Zaverdo kit, that would have zinc, doxycycline, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, vitamin D3. This thing would be whacked. The pandemic would be over. We have the therapeutics today. The difference is the government, the libstream media, Phony Fauci, evil tech, they don't want you to have the therapeutics that are readily available today and cheap. Why? Last word I just said, cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Follow the money. Follow the profits. Pfizer, Moderna, recording record profits. By the way, do you know that Merck actually owns the rights has the brand name of ivermectin in the United States. They've known that ivermectin has worked, yet why have they not encouraged the use? I'll tell you why. Because there's tons of generic competition. They can't make money on it. So they come out with their own drug that has only a 30% effective rate, efficacy rate, but they'll charge $705. And by the way, the U.S. government has already ordered $1.5 billion from Merck for a drug that does jack shit. Follow the money. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not pulling it out of my ass. It's fact. It's readily available. And by the way, we will post on CigarDave.com. Sergeant Steve, I will send you the links to every single one of these Wuhan virus Google disease trackers. And you can see for yourself. You know, we see that evil tech suppresses everything. If you go on Twitter on Facebook, even on Google or on YouTube. If you want to do a video on it, they suppress it. But the information is readily available. The problem is most people don't have the common sense that you and I have as alphas. They're not as intelligent. I mean, look at the betas. We see it. The Democrats, the betas, they're not smart. They're not intelligent. I mean, if you don't spoon feed it to some people, forget it. We as alphas, we don't have indeed anything spoon fed to us. We read it for ourselves. We find the data ourselves. We do the research ourselves. We come to our own conclusions. And I will tell you that if I debated phony Fauci today, presented this information, do you know exactly how he would respond? The same way he is, and I noticed, this is a tell, almost like a poker tell. Whenever he is caught in a lie, whenever the truth is presented to him that he doesn't want to accept, he replies with the same standard answer every and statement every single time. You don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm sorry, Senator, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, Mr. Reporter, you don't know what you're talking about. And if I were the one that were presenting facts and were to debate him, he would say, I'm sorry, Cigar Dave, I'm sorry, General, you don't know what you're talking about. And he would get very flustered. Whenever he's pinned in a corner, he is caught in a lie, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Go and look at any time he was challenged by Rand Paul, by Ted Cruz, you name it. You don't know what you're talking about. Even a reporter, you don't know what you're talking about. We do know what we're talking about, phony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, almost two years ago, one and three quarter years ago, let's say a year and a half ago when the therapeutics were administered, known therapeutics, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D3, azithromycin, when treatments were becoming available, do you think he would go out and say, hey, I want to talk to the physicians that are treating this. This could be good. He never did that. He doesn't want to do that. He never will do that. Why? Because remember, he wants big pharma. They are at his beck and call. Phony Fauci gets hundreds of thousands of dollars of speaking fees from big pharma every year from the medical profession, from other outside groups. He's on one of the Speakers Bureau. I think he gets 35 grand a speech. Now he's, I guarantee you, he's up to probably 50, 60. Easy. He wants, he doesn't want this to end. He wants the gravy train to continue. He wants the virus to continue. He's the Mr. I've, you know, number one star on every TV newscast. The Democrats revere him. Why does he want this to end? Why, do, why does Pfizer want this to end? In every country that has administered ivermectin, zinc, doxycycline, or ivermectin, or, 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 or azithromycin, and hydroxychloroquine, the COVID case rates have plummeted. The successful healing rates have gone through the roof. The hospitalizations have gone just dumped through the floor, dropped like a lead brick. So when we hear, oh, the hospitals are inundated, we hear, oh, it, it, we're in a crisis situation, hospitals regularly will not include hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc in their treatment protocol. So I don't want to hear that ERs and ICUs and hospitals are at the breaking point. If all the hospital administrators and the VPs of medical affairs or the physicians in charge of medical affairs at all these hospitals truly wanted to solve the problem and keep Wuhan virus patients out of the hospital and get them healthy, they would immediately begin the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C3, doxycycline, or azithromycin protocol. They won't. Why? Follow the money. They won't do their own research. They are dumb, blind lemmings following phony Fauci, the CDC, the FDA. This pandemic should have been over a year ago. There is no excuse whatsoever that this pandemic continue. And when I hear the Libstream media say, oh, Pfizer announced their brand new their brand new miracle medication, miracle therapeutic Paxlovid. This is going to be a game changer. Have anybody in the Libstream media once done any of their own research? Have they ever looked and say, well, what, what, why is this new Paxlovid? What makes it so efficacious? Why does it work? 
oh, it's a protease inhibitor. Wait, isn't there another currently available therapeutic that's also a protease inhibitor? Wait, there is, ivermectin. They read press releases. It is amazing to me how dumb news anchors are, reporters are, and I'm talking at the network level. They are dumb as a box of rocks. They're brainless. If it's not written on a teleprompter, they can't discuss it. I am telling you, most television anchors, television reporters can't do what this five-star general does multiple times a week and has done nationally syndicated until we ceased our syndication and went strictly to podcast for 25 years. They couldn't sit here without a script. Sergeant Steve, how long have I been talking since we started the show? About an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Do you think any of the news anchors in town or at the network level could do what we're doing? where we're discussing rationally, intelligently, various subject matter, science, no chance. If it's not, do you know that most TV anchors have to have their name and their closing written on a teleprompter? They have to say, good evening, I'm John Jones. Welcome to Eyewitness News. It has to be written on a teleprompter. Why? Because if it's not written on a teleprompter, they wouldn't be able to remember their own damn name. And I'm not exaggerating. I have seen it. At the end, instead of saying, well, good evening from all of us. Thanks for watching. Or, you know, we'll see you at 11. Oh, no, no, no. It's got to be written. For our entire news team of Jane, John, Jim, myself, Joe, we'll see you at 11. Thanks for watching News Center 10. I see it all the time. They can't sit here and talk extemporaneously without a script. I guarantee you, if I were to engage in a debate about ivermectin, they would be in the dust in the first 60 seconds. And it's the same thing with what we see with many legislators, many medical professionals. This pandemic should have been done, finished, over. Forget taping, taking numerous vaccines. We have seen that all these people, look at sports, look at all the people in, in athletics right now who have been vaccinated, who now have contracted the virus and spreading the virus. It's a leaky vaccine. I've talked about that previously. As opposed to the polio vaccine, which is a closed vaccine, meaning when you give the vaccine, it prevents you from getting it, prevents you from transmitting polio. The mRNA vaccines, the Wuhan virus vaccines, those vaccines that are being given are leaky virus, are leaky vaccines, meaning they're, they don't have a long period of efficacy. We now are finding it's four months, maybe less, just like a flu vaccine. People, don't, people think you get a flu vaccine, it's good for the year. It's really good for four months. That's why I take it right around mid-November to get me through December, January, February, March, peak flu, vac peak flu season. But these vaccines are leaky, meaning that they can still allow you to get the, the virus, and maybe in most cases it'll give you lesser symptoms, keep you out of the hospital. But again, we know that ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, et cetera, does the same thing, if not better. But it doesn't prevent you from spreading it. So, my fellow alphas, it is very clear what is taking place. The United States is leading the world 
in cases and leading the world in deaths. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has known that there are therapeutics available that have been available for the last year and a half that have been successful in treating and keeping patients, Americans, out of the hospital from the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. He has known this, but he has chosen to blatantly ignore available treatments. I believe he should be brought up on charges in the world court for crimes against humanity. He should be found guilty. And whatever the penalty is, whether it's life in prison or death execution, he should suffer the consequences of being found guilty. And if any member of the Libstream media would like to debate me, or any reporter, or a phony Fauci wants to debate me, I don't care who it is, anytime, any place, you name it, I'll be there. Cigar Dave at CigarDave.com. Go ahead, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to show up. I will debate and I will win. Why? Not because I'm a great debater, which I am, but because I have the facts on my side. Whenever you debate with fact and not with fantasy, you will win every single time, so long as you make a very succinct case. Now, I've seen people with facts that can't find their way out of a piss-soaked paper bag and can't make a very clear case. But when you have facts and you can relate those facts very succinctly, you'll win every time, 100% of the time. So if any of you that are listening, if you're a reporter, if you're a news anchor, you are with Big Pharma, you are with the FDA or CDC, and you'd like to debate me, please, I welcome it. CigarDave at CigarDave.com. By the way, those of you that would like to email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Don't forget, follow me at social media as well. Twitter, at CigarDaveShow. Facebook, at CigarDave, or just CigarDave. And Instagram is CigarDave. We will post every one of these links. In fact, Sergeant Steve, I'll tell you what we'll do is maybe we'll just take a graphic of these. I'll send them to you and we can post it along with a link where people can go ahead and look up this data. I'm not pulling this out of the air. I'm not pulling it out of a hat. This is legitimate data. This is the real deal, as opposed to Dr. Anthony Phony Fauci. This pandemic should have been over a year ago. It should be over today. We have the therapeutics that are cheap, that are inexpensive, that are successful. Yet, here we are, almost two years in, and we're seeing spikes in cases and death rates over the country. It is beyond criminal what phony Fauci, the medical establishment, evil tech, the libstream media have perpetuated upon the American people. Gurkha is known for creating the world's finest cigars. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Gurkha brand being launched in the United States, the blenders at Gurkha created the Gurkha Trenta. Celebrating and commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence, the Gurkha Trenta, everything you would expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. A nice medium, medium full-bodied cigar featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. A Nicaraguan Corojo 99 binder and the filler, Nicaraguan Corojo 99, Nicaraguan Criollo 98, created by the great 
blenders and growers at Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. And what you get is a signature cigar that has unique flavors, perfect spice, perfect amount of complexity on the palate, a cigar worthy of Gurkha's 30 years being available in the United States. Try the Gurkha Trenta today. You will enjoy the experience and the overall characteristic that goes into blending this magnificent cigar, a beautiful Nicaraguan puro worthy of being called Gurkha Trenta. Be sure to subscribe to our brother podcast, Bold Alpha, where we talk the alpha male lifestyle, including cigars, libations, technology, grilling, politics, and more. Search Bold Alpha anywhere you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe. Avo Cigars has just launched the newest addition to the Avo Synchro series entitled the Avo Synchro Caribe. Fourth line in the Avo Synchro series It is centered around the concept of tobacco synchronization. They incorporate the diversity, complexity, and compatibility of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean and Central America to create a natural harmony, a Caribbean soul, a very dynamic cigar. It uses natural distribution. What does that mean? The proportions of the cigar tobaccos on any given plant perfectly matched in the blending process. So what you get is a Dominican wrapper. You get filler tobaccos from Nicaragua, a binder from Ecuador that are matched absolutely perfectly. The taste, a lively, dynamic, harmonious flavor profile of Caribbean flavors, aromatic spices, some complex cocoa, a beautiful medium-bodied cigar with subtle sweetness resembling tropical fruits. The flavors, rhythm, and lifestyle of the tropics are encapsulated in the new Avo Synchro Caribe, available now at your cigar retailer or DavidoffGeneva.com. It's the most wonderful time of the show. When the general is gripping a stick for a clipping, and that's when you know it's the most wonderful time of the show. It's the happiest segment of all. With cigar-friendly meetings and long ashes greetings when lieutenants call. It's the happiest segment of all. There'll be cigars for clipping and cognac for sipping from Tampa to San Diego. It's all over the nation. It's cigar litation. It's right here on your radio. It's the most wonderful time of the show. So go through your selection and choose with affection Cause everyone knows It's the most wonderful time of the show Frankie Sumatra and the Cigar Dave Singers Once again we are in the holiday mood Hard to believe One week from today, Christmas Hanukkah's already done, that was early this year 
Christmas next, well, Christmas Eve next Friday night, and then Christmas Saturday. And then, hard to believe, the following Friday, New Year's Eve, and that Saturday is January 1, 2022. Crazy. Time has just uh, accelerated rapidly, it seems. All right, two final stories that I want to get to. First up, this is a great story. A World War II veteran recovered from the Wuhan virus last year was honored with France's highest decoration for his 105th birthday. Major Wooten, who served in France during World War II, received the French Legion of Honor at a combination medal ceremony and birthday party in Huntsville, Alabama, earlier this year. Month. The Council General for France, based in Atlanta, Vincent Hamerill, decorated Wooten with the medal on behalf of French President Emmanuel Manny Macron, according to the consulate website. The Legion of Honor is bestowed upon French citizens as well as foreign nationals who have served France or the ideals it upholds, including individuals who have contributed to the country professionally as well as veterans such as the Americans who risked their lives during World War II fighting on French soil, according to the consulate announcement. Wooten was drafted in 1943, arrived in France 1944, served as an army private in Le Mans before he was sent to Paris to work at a railroad station where he repaired bomb-damaged trains. Returned to the United States in 1946, and he worked for many years for U.S. Steel in Birmingham after he was discharged from the Army. Now, in November of 2020, Major Wooten tested positive for the Wuhan virus, but, good news, he he recovered in time for his 104th birthday, celebrated that at home. He is doing very well. He participated in Veterans Day activities this year, and his physical strength since he has recovered Uh, and some mental fuzziness that appeared at the time has faded away, according to his granddaughter, Holly McDonald. So great, great story. Major Wooten, 105 years old. And i got to tell you, looking at Major Wooten, he looks damn good. Just incredible, 105 years, deserving of the French Medal of Honor, or Legion of Honor. And uh, I will tell you this, I will guarantee you that Major Wooten, since he was an American-trained serviceman, no way did he have a white surrender flag in his, on his person, in his kit, in his uniform. No chance. All the French troops, first thing they're taught, here is your white surrender flag. Should it be needed, do not delay. <laughs> Immediately bring out that white surrender flag. I mean, listen, you got to give the French credit. They do make great cognac, and they surrender better than any other army in the world. Lastly... How many times have you gone to a restaurant and they say, no ball caps, no shorts? They have a, somewhat of a dress code. doesn't mean you have to have a suit. But I'll tell you, when I see people going to nice restaurants wearing a baseball cap or a cap to the side or walking in with shorts or ripped jeans, inappropriate. In fact, I remember there was a steakhouse here in Tampa, uh, the Palm that is now closed, but they had a sign saying that no baseball caps and, you know, you had, there's, you couldn't come in in, in, uh, in, in a bathing suit 
or in beach attire. Because some people would do that. Hard to believe that they would. And I remember one time I was there and somebody came in and complained saying, well, that's discriminatory. It's not discriminatory. We just have a standard. You're welcome to come in and dine without the baseball cap. You're welcome. We've got a table for you. No problem. Well, I'm not taking off my baseball cap. That's discriminatory. And he said, it's not discriminatory. We have a neatness code. That's it. And he said, if you came with a bathing suit, we wouldn't allow you in either. And the guy finally left. Now, to me, he should have just said, I'm taking off my baseball cap. He didn't. Screw him. And when I go to a restaurant, especially a nice restaurant, I don't want to see people coming in ripped jeans or shorts or, or, or T-shirts. There should be a modicum of neatness. Well, <clears throat> Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner. Now, here's the question. Sergeant Steve, this is a question I wonder. Does Caitlyn Jenner still have her tallywhacker, or uh, has that been surgically removed? Do you know the answer to that? I have no idea, and I don't care. I don't either. But to me, if you're going to go become a dame all the way, I guess you got to you know, get the vajayjay. you got to say goodbye to some parts and hello to other parts. Who knows? Anyway, she's slamming a Beverly uh, Hills hotel because they denied her service over the dress code. The very, very well-known Beverly Hills Hotel has a very famous restaurant. I've been to famous restaurant bar called the Polo Lounge. If you go there, you see many producers, stars, heavy hitters, power players. It's very well known. And the Beverly Hills Hotel is an it's just iconic. Very cool place. And the Polo Lounge, to me, exudes that 1950s. It reminds me of old world, old time Miami Beach from the 50s and 60s when... You know, you'd go to the Eden Rock or the Fontaine Blue, and it was a dressy place. Same thing with Vegas. Not like it is today. So she, he, she, whatever the hell, freak. Let's call her freak. Caitlin Freak Jenner was wearing ripped jeans when she showed up to the Polo Lounge, the restaurant in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Now, she was denied service. She was told that... You cannot have ripped jeans. In fact, there is a sign or there is a statement that was made saying, actually on the website it states very clearly, at the Polo Lounge we encourage you to dress for the occasion. So we ask that you refrain from wearing casual hats, ripped denim, crop tops, nightwear, swimwear, and men's sleeveless shirts. In other words, New Jersey wife beater shirts. Further, it says, after 4 p.m., we do not permit shorts, flip-flops, including Birkenstocks, or sportswear, including tracksuits. Children under 10 are exempt. Now, that's very clear. But she complained because she was denied service. And they said, can't come in. We have a dress code. And I'm looking at a picture of the jeans. These don't look like designer ripped jeans. I mean, from the knee up, it's ripped. There's gashes. I'm sorry. Ripped jeans, to me, are an ugly look. Uh, uh, Nick Saban, a couple of weeks ago, had a very interesting comment. He, he comes up to the podium before his press conference, and he starts shrugging his shoulders and, and kind of turning his head, and he laughs, and he says, i got to tell you something before we start. He said, when I grew up, I mean, we had ripped jeans because we couldn't afford anything else. Today, I walk by and I see people in the hallway wearing ripped jeans that are, you know, expensive, three, $400 jeans, 
and they're going around wearing them like it's some sort of status. And he said, when I was growing up, we dreamed of having jeans that didn't have rips. He says, uh, some things I don't get, and this is one of them. And everybody laughed, and he's right. I don't get it, why people think wearing ripped jeans is some stylish thing. Well, she goes on to social media and says, at Bev Hills Hotel, fuck your horrible service for not letting me have lunch with this tiny rip in my jeans. Shame on you. Disgusting. She wrote that on Instagram. She continued, I have been a patron for, patron for decades, no longer. I think the Polo Lounge and the Beverly Hills Hotel will live. And then shortly after Jenner posted her complaint, she reposted a story from TMZ circling the phrase where the, on, the, on, the, on the website, it says, we encourage you to dress for the occasion. She says, interesting, it says we encourage. So it doesn't say it's a mandatory dress code. This is how stupid Freak Jenner is. Let me read it one more time. At the Polo Lounge, we encourage you to dress for the occasion. Okay? They then go on to say, so we ask that you refrain. You refrain, meaning you don't wear, from wearing casual hats, ripped denim, crop tops, etc. So Freak Jenner is so stupid that she says, interesting, it says we encourage. It doesn't say it's a mandatory dress code. You dumb shit, it certainly does, you dumb freak. It says we ask you refrain. If you're too stupid to figure out refrain, maybe they ought to just change it since, as I say, at least half of Americans are stupid. Not us alphas, not us cigar connoisseurs or spirit connoisseurs. But you know this, half of America is stupid. You can tell them, you can show them, lead them to something and say, hey, Look at that. That building is brown. And they will look at you and say, I, I don't think it is. It, it, it kind of looks more like tan or yellow to me. I mean, this, people are stupid. They are stupid. We as alphas should be encouraged by the fact that we are superior over beta males, wussified betas, dems, people with no common sense, no ability to think for themselves. We're not dumb lemmings but half of America are dumb lemmings. Freak Jenner is in that 50% of America that is stupid. I mean, apparently now they need to change because when they say, we ask you refrain, people don't get it. So what they should do is say, so therefore, the following items are strictly prohibited. How stupid is Freak Jenner? Apparently very stupid. Now, I have to tell you something, that when you go to a restaurant, if they clearly state, we don't allow people in, you must wear a tie or a jacket, I'm not going to go and complain and say, well, I want to eat here and I don't, I don't want to wear a tie and I don't want to wear a jacket. That's their policy. I will eat somewhere else. Why? Because I'm in the 50% of America, as you are, that are smart, that can read the sign and it says, tie jacket required at which point i say great i'll go somewhere else but if i do want to wear a tie and jacket i'll come back here it's not that hard but again we have seen the stupidity of america rapidly increase the last decade 50 percent of americans are stupid the good news for all of us that are in the smart category as alphas as cigar connoisseurs spirit connoisseurs is that it makes everything much easier for us.
Because when you're smart, you can just kind of go right by. You can go in the pass lane and pass right by the dumb lemmings. Good for us, lousy for them. Not our problem. All right, hard to believe that next week is Christmas. So what we will do is we are going to drop. We're going to normally we drop the Cigar Dave show right around mid-morning on Saturdays, but we're going to change it. So what we are going to do is we will drop the Cigar Dave show next Friday, Christmas Eve, mid-morning, which is going to be our Happy New Year Thanksgiving a correction. Happy Happy New Happy New Year Champagne and Sparkling Wine tasting edition of the Cigar Dave show. So we will have that. We will also be on hiatus during Christmas week and then obviously uh, into New Year's. So we'll probably pick it back up right around January 4th, 5th, somewhere in there. But if there is something that is big that I believe needs to be discussed, we will do a bold alpha or we will do an abbreviated Cigar Dave show. Make sure you subscribe to the Cigar Dave show. Give us a five-star review and also subscribe to our brother podcast, Bold Alpha. Two words, do a search, Bold Alpha, subscribe, take a listen, give us a five-star review. Again, next week, champagne and sparkling wine tasting maneuvers. For everyone at the Cigar Dave Show Bold Alpha, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Save America. Merry Christmas to all. To all a good light. Live it up. <laughs>